Welcome to Matcha Moments for the Creative Mind here on Loverland, the podcast, a sacred space to explore your mental and spiritual wellness. It's time to recommit back to your personal power with ease and efficiency. I'm your host, Lotus Aloba, also known as your favorite mystic practitioner. And this week we are tapping into how my spiritual journey helped me heal my mental well-being. So if you guys haven't listened to the last episode or really any episode this month, I really spoke about uh, some past traumas uh, that I went through um, with my mom and how I was able to heal that. But then last week, I got a little bit more intimate with you all and spoke about my mental wellness journey from being um, from like my teenage years were like and then being diagnosed in my early 20s and then that entire journey up until being 30 now. And It was a lot for me to share, but I really, really, really appreciated every wolf that reached out to me, whether it was text, DM, email, and just let me know that the episode resonated with them and that I just felt really seen hearing back from you all and knowing that I can still share my journey and it can still be receive it could still resonate you know I think for a while um I thought that I wasn't able to share my mental wellness journey because I was so far removed from it there was a a lot of complications to that but before we dive into that whole thing let's talk about matcha because matcha is life all right here are three things you should know about matcha because matcha and spirituality go hand in hand I bet you didn't know that but you should have okay Matcha is rooted in spirituality. It is said to govern the solar plexus chakra, even though for my own personal practice, I feel like it's most connected to the heart chakra because of the green, but that's like my business. But it speaks to the history of matcha itself, which I've discussed plenty of times and plenty of episodes on matcha mornings. Second thing is, even though it's super trendy now, which you guys already know my thoughts on it being trendy, but we're going to leave that there. Matcha was exclusively for ceremonies amongst the rich, monks, and samurais. And the rich as in like also like um, spiritual leaders, right? Again, when you look at true matcha, it is called a ceremonial tea. It is something that they use to celebrate life. I know when I spoke to the tea master um, that came to visit in 2019, he was saying that he's blown away by, about how well we use matcha. He's like, even down to people making matcha beer, it's just so weird for him and so foreign because they use matcha to celebrate like the most beautiful of things. So they use it to celebrate cherry blossom season, like spring coming. They use it to celebrate fall, winter. Um, they use it to celebrate the natural changes in life, um, ascension in the body. And I love that. And I really do my best to try to keep that in my own personal matcha ritual in the morning, making sure that I'm blessing it and I am just giving thanks to its ancestors, to my ancestors, and really allowing it to spiritually upgrade me as well as physically, emotionally, and mentally, right? Now, last thing I want to mention is drinking tea sparks wabi-sabi. This concept celebrates the simple joys in life. The key is to find the beauty in them and be present for it. I absolutely love wabi-sabi. I learned about this from Candice Kumai, who is officially the queen of matcha. She really was able to modernize it in the Western world over here. I consider her a big sister of mine. 
Um, she's actually, her and Hannah Brofman are the two women that even presented the idea of matcha to me, to my mind. I saw Candace Kumai on Dr. Oz talking about the benefits of matcha. And then I had, I think like later on that day, saw Hannah Brofman like drinking matcha. And I was like, wait, oh, I keep seeing this green drink. What's this about? And then I got into it. Right. But I love the idea and the concept of Wabi Sabi. And I believe her book that she has out, Candace Kumai, is called Wabi Sabi. And it's beautiful. It's just seeing the beauty and being present for it. That in itself is a spiritual act, okay? I know that the Western world has gotten us to believe that beauty is all about the exterior, right? It's about having healthy hair or ideal hair, right? Um, or glass-like skin, which really doesn't make any sense for human beings. Um, it's like this over-exaggeration, which there's nothing wrong for that either, right? Because I adore makeup artists. I love people who are creative with their um, artistic expression, especially when it comes to the physical body. I also just feel like we shouldn't lose sight of like what beauty truly means. And that's what my work is as a beauty practitioner, to make sure that we understand that beauty is God's expression of love. When you are noticing a beautiful flower that you walk past or just the breeze and the leaves, these moments of beauty that are truly just God, source, energy, whatever you call on to, doing its thing. That is true beauty. And when we get to witness that, we level up on a cellular level. We start to attract more of those beautiful moments into our life. And I feel like that's such a key, important thing. And I love that matcha is synonymous with wabi-sabi. So those are my three things I want to share with you about matcha and spirituality because I literally can connect matcha to almost anything in my life and I love it here, okay? This makes me fall even more in love with matcha. To know more and more about its rich history always brings me so much joy. So go ahead and get your cosmic sip on wolf. Now let's dive into my holistic mental wellness game plan. So as I was saying to you guys before in the last episode, I talked about my journey in depth and I think that's the first time I've ever done it in a whole on especially on the podcast I've, I've done it before for lives on Facebook but again a lot of my new wolves didn't know me prior to like 2015 uh and I was a completely different human being back then too but um it was really healing for me to be able to tell my story and to tell it from a healed space right because before when I was telling my story I was still in it I was still going through it I was a few steps ahead of the curve but I was still in the midst of it. But to say that I've healed from that uh, particular part in my life and being able to reflect on it and just have gratitude for the experience to really see that it really was something that uh, I needed to go through that allowed me to be more compassionate, uh, to be more diligent, to be more resourceful. I have nothing but gratitude for that experience. And it was just really wonderful to hear so many wolves say that it resonated with them and that they see me it, it's, I love you guys so much. So yes. Okay. Holistic mental wellness. All right. Disclaimer. This is not my professional advice. This is just what I went through and what I chose to do. I am an advocate for whatever works best for you. I had to use medication in the beginning of my mental wellness journey. It was a necessity. It was what actually helped me to understand that my body could be in a different type of state because I was always in this state of like manic or depression. So the medicine helped me to understand that my body could do more, right? I do not knock anyone who needs to take medicine. I will never knock anybody to take medicine. I don't understand why holistic people tend to condemn people who take medicine. It is your body, it is your brain, it is your business. Do whatever feels best for you, okay? I've lived on both sides, and honestly, whatever helps you to feel safer in your body, 
for you to feel safe around other people, for you to feel safe in your mind, do that. And if it evolves, it evolves. If that's just what works for you, then that's just what works for you. Okay. I want to make sure I get that out there in the open beforehand. Okay. Now, how spirituality helped me to manage my diagnosis without medication. Okay. Cause I spoke about the medication before in the previous episode. So holistic wellness is a beautiful thing. One of the first things that I had to do was change up my diet if we're being completely honest right this was really huge for me this includes obviously making matcha part of my daily practice also cbd being a part of my daily practice because they both brought my body into a more um into homeostasis which is like your body being at peace with itself right and especially if someone is dealing with like invisible illnesses or autoimmune diseases you really want to look into cbd and into matcha because it helps your body not to fight itself so much right then releasing drinking. So I stopped drinking in 2015, like almost five years now. Uh, and I don't miss it at all, y'all, like whatsoever. One, I, have, I just feel like I saved so much money in general. It's, it, that's key. That's niche. But um, I found that when I was drinking, it just, you know, first off, alcohol is a natural depressant. If you don't know that, please do your research. Like if you're putting something in your body, you should know what it's doing to your body. I'm... I'm like, oh, please just just look into the things you're drinking, look into the things you're eating. You'd be very surprised because a lot of times we think that we're going, quote unquote, crazy or that we're just not stable enough or like we feel like the world is ending. And it's really like we're feeding our body shit things and like our bodies responding to it shitty because it's like, I don't know what you're feeding me. You're not nourishing me. You're just feeding me crap. Right. So I had to let go of drinking because it was affecting my mood, which it which it literally is designed to do, right? So yes, in the beginning when you drink, you feel really good, you feel really loose, you're like, ooh, yeah, I feel great. But for some people, if they're dealing with a diagnosis like I was, after a while, I started to feel very sad. And and, and the sadness was intensified and it felt almost like hopelessness. So once I started to witness that pattern of like, wow, every time I drink, I kind of like, I'm good, I'm like social. And then like towards the end of the night and then the next morning, you know, I didn't really get hangovers. I just felt emotionally heavy and sad. So I let go of drinking and that helped me so much, especially because I was also drinking and using medication, which wasn't smart and definitely not medically advised. Uh, but again, you know, you're young, you're just like, oh, well, if I don't drink at the same time, da, da, da. but it still affects your body the same way, right? Medication can stay into your body. I think like up to like 72 hours or something like that, or whatever the case is. So like, even if you're drinking within that window frame, it's still affecting how the medicine is supposed to help you heal your body. So I also am a strong advocate for if you are taking antidepressants or anything for your mental well-being that has been prescribed by, you know, a psychiatrist or a doctor, then you really need to think about your use of alcohol. I see so many people on social media who have said that they have these, you know, clinical depression or acute depression or bipolar two disorder, things like that. Um, and that they're proud about having these things, you know, and sharing that and being transparent. But then like the next day they're like, oh, I'm out drinking because I need to like feel better. And it's like, and then like, you don't see them for two weeks. And it's because, yeah, you triggered a depressive episode by utilizing alcohol as a way to make you feel better when there are hundreds of other ways that you can get that natural high without having to use alcohol. Again, this doesn't mean that I'm against people who drink alcohol at all. I used to work for Bacardi 
uh, for like five years. No, maybe even longer than that. So I was definitely, I was still working for Bacardi when I wasn't drinking. So I understand like it's a part of celebration. It's really woven into our culture, especially as black people. When we want to unwind, we want to grab a beer, right? To unwind. When we want to unwind, we grab a glass of wine and get into the bathtub or like watch a movie. It's really a part of our culture. And I don't want to disrespect that. I just want to make it aware that like there are other things to do. I can still unwind with like a cup of tea or maybe a glass of like sparkling cider and still get the same effect because I'm working on my mental well-being, right? So changing my diet was huge. Um, I also went plant-based. This doesn't, I mean, I don't eat red meat, pork, any poultry. I sometimes eat fish, you know, um, that's more of like a a childhood connection to because honestly eating fish is not great um, for us or the world. Uh, and I'm working on that, but plant-based, right? Because when I ate too much meat, too much dairy, I don't eat dairy anymore either, gluten-free because I have an allergy to that. But when I was eating all that heaviness, I felt so moody and my body and energy was so sensitive. I felt like I was always on edge. I felt lethargic. I felt just like, oh my God, I just felt like I was carrying so much weight. And the minute I started eliminating meat from my diet, all of a sudden I was able to just breathe again. And when I spoke to um, a holistic practitioner and my herbalist about it, they were just saying like, you know, everything carries energy. So as you're eating, you know, meat, this is something that may not have been killed um, in, a, in, a, in a good way, if, that is, if there is a way to do that, you know, in a more, um, I guess for lack of better terms, humane way. You know, you hear about like the meat industry and the crazy things that they do behind the scenes. I'm not going to like fear monger this episode, um, but everything is energy, right? So if something is being killed and, and it is by surprise or it's causing fear, that fear stays inside the flesh and that's what you're eating, right? So I had that experience personally and I realized like, wow, every time I have a burger, every time I have some steak, I really feel sad almost to the point where it couldn't, it was like, is this my own sadness? But on an energetic level, it wasn't. It was their sadness. It was what they were going through as animals because they were living and breathing things. So I started to remove that from my diet and I started to feel even more better. So removing alcohol, removing um, meat and dairy really allowed me to think clearly, to have more memory. My body felt lighter. Just changing my diet was huge. Now, next thing I did was using my resources, right? I use my resources every single day. I've talked about this plenty of time in the podcast. My life, my day-to-day is a big self-care celebration at this point. But again, I have journeyed to this point. It didn't happen overnight. It can happen overnight for some people. It just didn't do that for me. I had to first just get past so many different limitations in my mind of like what I could and couldn't use because I did grow up uh, in a... A, a Baptist household, which was a little bit more lenient, but then as I got older, um, certain parts of Christianity made me feel like, okay, if you utilize your talents and gifts in this way, that you're not serving God. And I had to work through that mentally. And when I was able to, um, I realized that I had just so many more ways to connect to God. Uh, there's a quote by Deepak Chopra where it says, do anything you need to, to get close to God. So like any way that is for you, let that be for you. You know, stop allowing like these um, like these big groups in society to tell you what's the best way to be close to God. Because in all honesty, God lives within us. Right. And we can connect back to God's source energy, whoever you call on to. 
fairly easily when we let go of all these social restraints. So for me, my daily resources are tarot, oracle readings to get clear on what my ancestors want me to show, like want to show me um, aromatherapy, utilizing my mystic tools like my flow mist or my embrace mist, um, crystal healing. I have crystals all around the house, different little altars and things like that. We have a big family altar in the living room that has like pictures of all of our loved ones that have transitioned. So we light candles every day for that, incense every day for that, give fresh offerings every week. Um... And it really was important for me to strengthen my muscle, my resource muscle too, because it's one thing as a practitioner and me and Sam uh, just spoke about this on her Instagram live last week. Uh, We talked about weed and mental health and we talked about how as practitioners, we have all the tools, but it doesn't mean that we use them, right? That's all part of being a practitioner. I'm practicing alongside with you, right? So it's like strengthening that muscle, that resource muscle of remembering, hey, girl, you can utilize this. Oh, your energy's feeling a little heavy. Why don't you spray your flow mist? Because you literally created it to help lighten up your energy, right? Oh, you're feeling some self-doubt. Why don't you go take a shower and then scrub yourself down with your self-worth scrub? Because you literally created it to help boost these things. Reminding myself that I have tools that I've personally created or that my community has created for me. And utilizing those skill sets, utilizing those resources and tools so that I can handle my mental well-being when I feel overwhelmed. Uh, one example I can give you is like last week I was feeling really sad. I woke up and I just felt sad. And that's really not a normal thing for me. So that kind of alarmed me because I'm like, whoa, I feel really sad. This is kind of creeping me out. And my first initial response was to distract myself and like to run away from the problem. I was like, you know, I'm going to go outside for a walk and I just I'll deal with this later. But because my resourceful muscle is a lot more stronger than it used to be, I actually couldn't get up to go anywhere. I sat down on the floor because, you know, sitting directly on the floor, laying on the floor helps to ground the body, ground the mind. And I just sat with the feeling of discomfort of like, okay, I'm just I'm uncomfortable right now, but you know, nothing lasts forever. This will eventually fade away while it's here. Let's see what it has to like show me again. This wasn't easy to do, but again, practice muscle memory in the body helps so much too. Cause in those moments when your emotions are taking over and washing over you and you feel like you can't go on, it's really amazing to have muscle memory kick in and just physically do it for you. And that's exactly what happened. So I sat with myself Close my eyes, focus on my deep breathing. I use one of um, Hana's inhalers. I think I use the no stress one or the intuition one to get more clarity in my mind because I was feeling emotionally overwhelmed. And then I realized like, oh, you took something last night. I took a supplement that doesn't really work with my body. Um, and every time I take that supplement, it doesn't, I wake up and I feel a little sad. So I was like, oh, okay, that's, that was the, that was the triggering point. Okay. Let's not use that anymore. And then from there, now knowing what triggered that sadness for me, I was able to pull out my cards. I pulled out my moonology deck, pulled out my tarot cards, and I got this beautiful message from my ancestors. And it was just a beautiful reminder for me to, you know, not always run away from my issues because that is something that I'll instinctually do. I think that's something we all instinctually do. But to just remind myself, use your resources. You have so many around you. And I'm encouraging you as well, Wolf. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed. Throw on an episode of Matcha Moments, um, Matcha Mornings, 
or cosmic conversations or some of the wolf isms from like way, way, way back in the day that I have up here. Those are like five minutes long. They're divine messages that really align you to a higher frequency once you've finished listening to it. I have guided meditations on here and that's just this podcast. That's not even like the tons of resources and information on my Instagram or on my YouTube or on my email list. I am a resource for you. Utilize me. Okay. Now, the next thing is documentation. This helps me witness any patterns I may have unconsciously developed or any triggers in my life. Because I was documenting and I was journaling every day, I was able to go back in my journal and notice that there was a day where I woke up and I fell off and that key component was that supplement. I probably wouldn't have gotten to that realization as fast as I did if I didn't document it. I think that's so important if you are looking to transition from medication to meditation. I love to just kind of say that because it's cute, but you know what I mean? If you're looking to go the holistic route for your mental well-being, you have to document your journey. You have to, because otherwise, how are you going to know that you're getting better? How are you going to know what works and what doesn't work? How do you know what's triggering you and what's healing you? You have to document you have to document. I document every single day in some way, shape or form. Sometimes it's like a snap video on my, um, my Snapchat that is very personal to me. I don't even share it like that, but it's for me to document like maybe highs that I have or some lows that I'm having. Sometimes I'll do a voice note or I'll journal or I have actual notes in my phone. I may look back on my Instagram to see where I'm at because that's dated as well. Your Instagram is also documentation to see where you're at mentally All of these things are so important because you have to be able to witness your patterns and then develop new habits if you're going to go the holistic route. You have to be serious about this because saying a medication is, it was really helpful and it it almost became a crutch for me personally, but it just was so efficient. I was able to take this and then I was able to, you know, not have these crazy mood swings that I was having that just kind of leveled itself out, but I was relying on something outside of myself. That's a different type of habit as opposed to you are relying on yourself, your own energy, and your own wisdom when you're taking a holistic approach to your mental well-being. Documentation is your best friend. It will literally help you see what works and what doesn't. Now, the next thing I did on my holistic journey and that I continue to do now, these are all things that I currently do on a daily basis, is, is reach out to my community, my wolves, wolf gang, 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 okay? This includes my therapist, my herbalist, my ancestors, my sister circles, my partner, and being with kindred energy spirits like you all. I lean on my community as much as I can, and I'm working on doing so even more. Sometimes I do need a distraction and I'll hit up my sister and I'll be like, hey, and she'll be like, hey, girl, come downstairs. You know, your niece is here and I'll hang out with my niece and I'll instantly feel better. You have to you have to you have to have a community, especially when you are transitioning from medication to a more holistic well-being. You need people who are going to support this idea. Right. If you only have people around you who are like, take the medication, do it this way, do it this way. You're going to start to feel conflicting feelings when you're trying to go holistic route and then that's going to mess you up mentally right it's going to put you in a worse state than you're already in and, and nobody wants that for you but you have to find your community I transitioned through a lot of communities on my journey to mental well-being like the women in my life the friends that I have now they're nothing like the friends that I had 10 years ago whatsoever they're completely different beings but I also was a completely different human being during that time too. Your community is going to shift and change. Allow it to. 
you know, when you lose friends, it's okay. Have an episode on that. (laughs) You know, you'll gain new friends. You'll gain a new community and be seen and be active in those communities. Don't just go to those communities either just to like vent and dump and be like, oh, my life is terrible. Also be able to give back to your community when you can, right? Um, And don't use that as an excuse to not take care of yourself. So figure out what works for you. For me, it's a therapist. I have weekly therapy sessions with Soul Care Collective. I know I've talked about them on the podcast before. Great, affordable uh, therapy for black and brown bodies, really for anybody. But there are black and brown therapists that you can connect to. And I love mine. Uh, My herbalist, Mr. Jing. You guys already know about Mr. Jing out there in Chinatown, the homie. I see him not as often as I used to, maybe like two, three times a year just to do like a checkup, make sure everything is good. And then, of course, daily interaction with my ancestors and my friends and my partner. Now, the last thing I did was tune into my body. And this is huge because we think that when we're trying to heal our mental well-being, it's all about the mental. But really and truly, it's about connecting the mind back to the body. And I'm going to talk more about this later on in like further episodes because I'm still studying and researching. But there are some fascinating things about the brain, y'all, and how it's connected to the body and how we have a second brain in our gut, which is literally in the center of our body. So be ready for that because I'll geek out. But that's not we're not doing that right now. But I learned that listening to my body was crucial for me. My body was always talking to me. There's a really great book by Louise Hay that I recommend to all of my clients and students. It's called You Can Heal Your Life. And it is an absolute, absolutely incredible book. In the back of the book, she has this whole like encyclopedia of, okay, if you're having pain here, if you're having pain in your lower back, it means if you're having uh, financial issues, your body's trying to talk to you about these things. I know when I was younger, I would get terrible toothaches and I couldn't figure out what it was. I would do all the natural remedies, go see the dentist. I still have these toothaches. I realized then it was an energetic problem that I was having. And then I started to... Um, read up on it and I found that when you have a toothache it's because you're being indecisive about something and your body's asking to make a decision because it's causing a lot of stress on the body in you being indecisive and once I made a decision the freaking tooth pain went away right so tuning into the body listening to the body is really helpful especially if you're transitioning from a traditional way of taking care of your mental well-being to a more holistic way you're going to need to listen and see what works and what doesn't work for your body So again, for me, it was sitting in discomfort for a moment longer. That also helped me to pinpoint what was going on. I often turn to that method as well. If I feel super overwhelmed, I'll just lay down on the floor and just allow my body to talk to me, do a body scan. That's also a possible thing for you to do. Um, Other times, it's my body telling me, you need to get out of this environment. Energetically, this is not suiting you, right? And listening and then acting on what it is that I hear, not just hearing my body say move and then me saying, "Uh, I should move, but I don't want to move. Trusting myself, trusting that my body is communicating with me and I can understand what it's saying. It's all a part of the process. Okay. So that's really what I do personally to, that's how spirituality has helped me be on this holistic journey for my mental well-being. And I genuinely love it. It's a lot of things that I have to give up and let go of, but I don't miss them at all because being able to take care of my mind um, without the need for anything else outside of me other than community, which I attract to me divinely, is an incredible feeling. It makes me feel more confident. It makes me feel more sure of myself. It reminds me of my power. It reminds me that I am a spiritual being having a 
human experience. It does all of these wonderful things for me. It reinforces the purpose in my life. Uh, and I needed that. And I need that, right? Especially as someone who's experienced hopelessness, you need everything that you can have that can help you to feel hopeful again and help you to feel faithful again when you've been in a space of despair for so long. And my spiritual practice has allowed me to do that. That is why I chose to show up as a practitioner and offer so many different ways for my wolves to heal, to practice healing, to be in a safe space to explore their healing. Because it took me over a decade to figure this stuff out. And you guys have direct access to me. And I have simple tools that can take up to five minutes for you to do and collapse that healing time frame for you so you can enjoy your life. So I want to share that with you. Before we go, I'm going to give you guys a CPR method for the holistic wellness game plan. Okay. (sighs) I love it here. Okay. First thing, C, create community. Again, find practitioners. Find other people who may have had similar diagnoses or the same diagnoses as you that are on your journey. Connect with them. Share with them. Be vulnerable with them. It's so important to have community because the way that mental illness can like work in you is by isolating you, making you feel like you are alone and you're the only person in the world going through this type of pain and that you'll never, ever get out of it. Community directly combats that feeling of like, no, I'm not ill. <laughs> you know, I'm just having, a, I'm just shifting through energy and I'm actually well. And there are other people around me that help me to feel better utilize your sense of community have a game plan with them if you notice your mood swings or things like that tell them let them know have your friends and family take a a course or learn more about whatever it is you've been diagnosed with that is so important for you so you don't have to answer so many freaking questions from them and that they actually know how to help you and support you when you're having a moment because the most stressful thing in the world for somebody who is transitioning from a traditional um, healing path to a more non-traditional one is in the moment people are asking you like, well, what do I do? How do I help you? And you're just kind of like, I am literally having like a panic attack right now. I really can't give you a play by play on how to help me. Right. So prepare your community or have people who understand what you're going through, be around you and to help coach your friends and family that are going to help you through this. Okay. The next thing you want to do is practice mindfulness for patterns. This is where we come back to documenting your journey. I'm going to say this so I'm blue in the face. It'll probably be in every episode after this. Please document your journey. Document how you are during the different moon phases. Document how you are uh, when it's uh, certain holidays, certain birthdays. There's, there's so many triggers in life. It's really good to just know where you're at and what you're doing. Okay? Document your journey. Just do it no Nike. Okay. Just saying, please just go and document it. There are so many different ways. If you don't want to journal voice note, you want to voice note it, do a video. You want to do a video, make paintings and date them, figure out a way that works for you to document it. So you can go back and reflect because reflection helps you to become more mindful and your mindfulness helps you to witness more patterns. And the patterns are the things that are literally controlling your life. If we're being completely honest, if you don't know your patterns, you don't know what works and what doesn't work. You don't know why you're being triggered. You just are experiencing things. And this is when you feel like life is happening to you and not for you. So again, practice mindfulness for patterns. 
document, sit with yourself, have moments of quiet. If you can't meditate for 10 minutes, try meditating for 17 seconds. Just sitting in silence for 17 seconds does a lot for your energetic body. There are so many different ways to be mindful. Maybe it's just focusing on your breath for a minute, closing your eyes, walking outside and getting fresh air, doing a walking meditation. There are so many ways. Document it. Now, last but not least, recover to resonate. Daily activities to drop into your body. Again, when we're feeling overwhelmed, we're feeling that anxiety, that depression, um, that mental disorder, it's in the head. We're just utilizing a small fraction of our body and wondering why shit is going awire. Like, okay, let's bring all this energy back through this huge vessel that we have. Drop back into your body. So some ways that I personally do that is through hiking. I love, love, love hiking. I'm so happy that there's a trail near um, our house for us to finally do that because that was something that I really enjoyed doing, but it was kind of hard for me to access in New York. Um, it's just great to be in nature where it's quiet and you're just hearing nothing <laughs> and you're just able to walk and be. You're not listening to like sirens, the overstimulation of a city um, or of other people that are around you. You're just there enjoying what is untouched by us. Uh, yoga, obviously something I love to do. I prefer yin yoga. That's what I practice almost every day because it is a focus on the feminine divine in our body and it helps me to slow down and to practice on restoration in the body. Another way, obviously EFT, emotional freedom technique tapping. You guys know I live for this. There are, I have so many ways for you to tap with me now we have tons of reels that are happening every tuesday we have the tap in lives that i might actually continue into the next month but those episodes are on my instagram tv and the full episodes are on my youtube channel now and we have my weekly classes that i am teaching every monday for eft and that's fantastic and it's super simple it takes like five minutes to do and there's tons of healing that comes with that and you are dropping into your body. One of the last things that I love to do is Qigong, which is just the practice of moving energy um, in my, my energy field. I love just moving it, the slow motion. It just feels really good for me. But you could work out. You could go running. You could dance. I know a lot of my wolves love to dance. You know I love to dance. That's another way that I do that. Stretching. Gosh, there's just so many ways, but you want to make sure you're moving your body, especially if you're going to go this holistic route, move your body every day, not every other day, not a few times a week, but every single day. That's also non-negotiable like documentation you and community. These are all non-negotiable. You, you, you cannot succeed in your holistic plan without these three things. You just can't. You're going to need community. You're going to need to document your patterns and you're going to need to move your body if you're going to go the holistic route and of course if you are going the holistic route please talk to your professionals your healthcare professionals and let them know that's something you're thinking about doing and create a game plan okay on how to transition off of medication or transition out of therapy you know for some people therapy doesn't work sometimes you need a life coach there are different ways to do that but speak to wherever, whoever you are working with now. Give them a heads up. Let them know. I don't suggest going cold turkey. But hey, if that works for you, that works for you. I just feel like that's an easy way to relapse back into a state that you've worked so hard to get out of. Just let people know. And if they're not supportive of your transition, find people who are. At the end of the day, it's your body. It's your decision. So if you decide that you're ready to let go of medication and your doctor's not helping you, find a different doctor. Do what you need to do to get to that end point, to that end result. Just... 
inform them, let them know so they can also be part of your community and help you get through this transition, okay? Uh, that's everything for this episode. But before we go, let me give you some updates. All right. I have done a limited restock for my wolves on my email list. Hopefully you're on it. If you're not, the next email goes out in a few hours from when this episode will drop. I strongly suggest you go to the link in my Instagram bio and join the email list so that you can be a part of it because I really don't know when I'm going to restock again. I don't see myself doing it for June, but who knows? Um, it's limited restock. There's like literally five of each item. Like this really, really, really small restock. But I'm excited because essentially whatever you order will be custom made for you. I know most of my community really well. Um, I can see your name. And I'm like, oh my goodness, we talk, we're, we're, we're interacting. I love it. So I will customly make it to your energetic vibration and it will be infused with this um, total lunar eclipse and Sagittarius energy that is super life-changing super life-changing, ready to level us up to that next level of abundance, um, releasing us from that need to survive, to thriving, asking us to accept more adventure into our lives. All of that beautiful cosmic energy will be infused in every single product in this restock. And I would hate for you to miss out on it. So go ahead and make sure you're part of the email list for that. And I'll be dropping the moon board for this Sagittarius full moon as well to help you with rituals and ideas on how to hone in on this energy and work with it to better your life. Now you can also catch up on the latest Cosmic Conversation episodes. The last one is not on the podcast. It is actually an IG live that is now on my IGTV and that was with Leora Edu and we had an incredible healing session for the mother wound. It is absolutely beautiful. I cannot believe that we were able to have such a beautiful experience on such a public platform. It just shows you that the vibes are there. Wolf gang, gang, gang. You guys showed out and showed up and it was so wonderful to see so many of y'all there. You can catch the replay now while it's still up there. Um, and then, of course, check out the other two episodes from this month because they're so insightful. And then be on the lookout for one-on-one sessions in June. I have, well, I, I, I had five slots open and two are now fully booked, but I will be doing monthly one-on-one sessions with my wolves to help you get a jump start on the month. So we'll go over what your energy is like and what the energy of the month is providing for you and finding that harmonic balance for you to really have success in your life. It's an hour long session. It's really incredible. I only have three slots left and that's just in the time that I'm recording. For all I know, somebody could have booked it. If it's something you're interested in, again, join the email list. Scroll to the bottom. You'll see the link to book me. I'm only doing it for the beginning of every month. So from the 1st to the 7th, that's the only time you can book me. And then the next time would be in July. So that's everything. I love y'all so much. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to my personal journey uh, with mental well-being for this month. I really, really, really appreciate it. There will be no episode for Matcha Mornings next week. That's my maintenance week. So the next episode will be June 7th. And I'll see y'all then. Have a beautiful, beautiful week. And remember... Remember that you are creating your experience. You are not me, not anybody else in your life. It is you. And if you don't like what you're experiencing, shift it. You can do that. And if you need help doing that, reach out to your practitioners. You can reach out to me. You can reach out to plenty of other practitioners that are all up and down my Instagram, my email list. Utilize your resources. Shift your life. 
and don't allow this retrograde to like drive you crazy okay there's an episode on retrogrades in this podcast check it out tons of resources in that as well but yeah you create this experience and the cosmos just help us and guide us along and give us focus points but they don't rock our worlds i know people just make it seem so dramatic and it's really not that way this can be an easeful an easeful experience if you allow it to be okay wolf all right i'm out love you bye